Hi guys, thank you for joining us today. I'm Dr. Janet Allenby, cosmetic dermatologist located in Delray Beach, Florida. As always, we'll be sharing suggestions from our top cosmetic providers in the country on how to present the best version of yourself every day. Because looking good feels good. Now let's get started. Welcome to Because Looking Good Feels Good with Dr. Janet Allenby. We will be talking about what's beyond fillers, and we're going to be joined by Dr. Jason Posner, who is a world-renowned plastic surgeon from the Boca Raton area, and um, we're really excited to have him. Welcome to my house again. We are still in our uh, sequestering time, and Dr. Posner is going to join us right now. So here he comes. Hopefully, we'll do this. Whoops. Uh, Let's see. Let me have it. I think I, I am a little. Um, hmm, let's see if I can get this down. I think I tried to get him there. I see him waving. Here we go. View. All right, guys. Dr. Posner, and let's see if he can join us. Anyway, um, you know, one of the things. Um, hi, Dr. Posner. Hello, Janet. How are you? Oh, happy nice day out. Are you as sequestered as we are here? No, I'm. I'm working. Oh my God! Well, right. Well, I'm, I'm trying to have someone shut my door, so we don't have any any bad sounds. Well, we are okay. in the office. We're we, we're seeing our post ops from last week, so oh. you know we, we gotta suture us out, all that stuff. So hopefully that'll end. Well, hopefully it won't end. We'll go back to work soon. I know, I know. Um, well, we're doing our part. You know, that's the important piece is we're keeping our neighborhood safe and we have to because we want our patients uh, to be healthy when all this is over, right? Absolutely, absolutely. As I said to you, as I said to you yesterday, I'm getting good Peloton time in. I, I you know, seven I, days, I, seven days in a row. You are, you're like <laughs> the king of the Peloton. I know. Uh, Jason, no, I love his toys, and we'll hear more about that because uh, no dog like today. No toys. dog today. No Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to, but the oh. dog had to stay home. Oh, Cece is his <laughs> dog. And you know what? This actually is, I, I was going to talk about this a little bit more, but for those who don't know Jason, Jason is one of the kindest hearted people you'll ever meet. And how many animals do you actually have at home? I have seven parrots and a dog. Oh my God. I and know, you know what? You have to have a huge heart for something like that, honestly. I don't um, know. I'm just crazy. They, they kind of accumulate. You get one, you get another. Before you know it, you have an aviary. Right. You and I don't have children, so those are our children. Those are our kids. You know, so I, I think that kind of tells who you are, which is why we're talking today, because you and I see things very similar. We're very natural in what we want to provide for people, and I think that's why we've always connected so well for the many years we've known each other. Long time. Exactly. So today we're going to talk about what do they... What do patients do? You know, I, the, the purpose of the series really is to make sure that we have um, people getting real information. And I think there's a lot of people out there. We have a little time because of this uh, whole change in life, how we're, you know, how we're going to be living life in the future. And I think, you know, it's really interesting that people that are Instagram famous may not necessarily have the same background that you and I have of many years of in the trenches and at all every meeting known to mankind again we're probably because we are um, 
you know, don't have kids. We can go to a lot of these meetings. We're like really in front of a lot of the stuff going on out there. And I think sometimes people get fooled just because people are on Instagram. That means they know everything. So hopefully we are going to help them know everything between you, you and rolling, I. You see me rolling my eyes a lot? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, well, it's know. not very often. We have time to actually sit down and talk to people. You know, it's we're running from things just to... Uh, Patience to patients, meetings to meetings. And now is the time that we can actually take a few seconds and really get people understanding what's what's good for them, what's not good for them. You know, hopefully make them make better choices on some of the procedures that whether I do them, you do them, you know, having good outcomes is the goal for you and I. And um, how we get there are different. I'm very non-surgical. You are non-surgical to surgical more. So I think um, I, I think I lost your, your picture yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh. If you have to rejoin, just you can click yeah. out and go back in if you need to. But anyway, um, just so people know who you are, because I think it's important they understand who Dr. Posner is. Um, he is one. He's the founder of and practices at the Sanctuary Medical uh, Facility in Boca Raton, Florida. He has a plastic surgery center and a medi spa. And you're in the business like me 20 plus years. And I know um, you, you've given a lot to your community and I think that's really huge because I think you know that's part of giving back um, I know you're on staff at Cleveland Clinic and you did a lot of your training in um, New York which are you affected at all like are people that you're close to having problems with all this going up in New York you know it's funny I keep asking do I know anybody with the virus and everyone I know no one knows anybody currently who has this virus so it's kind of wow. crazy I hear about it but personally I don't know anybody with it do you yeah, um, you know what? I have actually down here. I know a couple people have had it and or have it currently, and so I mean nobody's like deathly ill, thank God, you know. But still, it's kind of creepy. The whole thing is just, you know, it's bizarre and it's one of those unknowns that just happens in life and it just changes everything. It's kind of like you know, you and I are a little bit older than maybe some of our followers, but this is what nine eleven did to us. It just kind of wiped out the country for a little while. And then you get back on your feet and you go back to doing stuff like what we do all the time. Which it, is it, it bounces back. I think, uh, you know, as we said, you know, I think everyone's just got to hang in there, maintain your exercise and keep a positive outlook on life because this will end. We'll be back to normal over the summer, maybe hopefully sooner. Yeah, I, I mean, let's cross our fingers. I kind of think Easter might be a little bit uh, premature, yeah. but, you know, hopefully... Hopefully we won't be uh, doing this Instagram live out of my house for too much longer here. Yeah. Um, I know I'm definitely getting ready to, I want to get back to the office so bad and see my patients and, you know, just having the discussions with patients is for me so much fun. Um, so I do want to let everybody know about you. I think that um, people don't realize that you are one of the top uh, aesthetic doctors. When you hear plastic surgery, laser, aesthetics, um, you are always on the podium at all our meetings. And I think that people don't realize that you are very scientifically driven. You have just a wealth of knowledge and you've done lots of articles, lots of books, but you really are a teacher out there to us doctors. And that puts you at a higher level in my opinion, because you really um, seek, seek out medical information and you try to dispel it to the other doctors. Some people are a little bit more closed about that. And you're always offering to help people do better in their profession, whether it affects you personally or not. You know, I think that's very admirable about you and people should know that. I mean, we've been to so many ad boards together. I mean, so many times we're sitting there talking about new technology and new fillers and new this and new that. 
you know, it's nice to do one-on-one, but we've been to so many meetings together. We were recently in, in Austin together. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, <coughs> He's still kicking rid of the stupid allergy. I've been coughing for like six weeks. You don't have the other thing to be uh, uh, coughing about. Um, so, you know, uh, first of all, just so people know you and uh, my followers get to know you, because when I refer patients out, you're one of the, my colleagues that I would refer to because you bring people to the next level. You know, again, I'm non-invasive. I'm, I'm not, uh, my downtime is pretty much zero. But sometimes it's just frustrating. They're not getting there with the with the smaller techniques. And you know what? Um, before I even go into that, I wanted to ask you: How did you end up becoming a plastic surgeon? Like, what motivated you? What got you into that world? Because that's you know, kind of a, a very specific and long uh, education route to take. You know, it's interesting. So when I was in college and in medical school, I did a lot of research with uh, breast cancer. And I was working at Mount Sinai um, with a doctor who since passed away at age 50, crazy, had a heart attack at age 50 and died. But we were doing a lot of work on nutrition and breast cancer. And my dad was, my dad uh, died a few years ago, was a physician, and he specialized in weight loss. And he actually owned a health spa at some time. So I was always interested in the nutritional aspects of things. So um, I was at Sinai and doing this breast cancer research. And then I went to med school there. And then I did general surgery. And I was really going back and forth. Am I going to do surgical oncology, like breast cancer stuff, or plastic surgery? And, you know, when I found this on plastic surgery, it's a little bit more fun stuff to do. Um, Whereas in breast cancer research, and and it's it's the same thing every day. And the other thing is I, I like to think on my feet. And in plastic surgery, we work all over the body. And there's a lot of challenging problems that you get to kind of solve. So it's not all just about, you know, doing a facelift or putting a breast implant in. Most of what I do is kind of revisionary work. So it's a lot of on your feet thinking. It's kind of like MacGyver. Like you look at a story and you got a situation and you got to figure out what to do. And I like that. I definitely think you're MacGyver. Um, (laughs) You, Jason will say, I have this machine. Actually, all the industry goes to Jason if they have, especially lasers, I think you're really well known for. And they're like, Jason, try this out before we actually bring it to market because you're the one who can tell them this is going to be good, this is not going to be good, how do you tweak it out, you know, is is there a future for this or not, whatever device you're working on, which, I mean, it, it takes minds like yours to do this because personally, I'm not that one. Um, I'm a little bit more... Not that way. I'm just going to say it that way. So, it's but I feel fun. You know, you know, to me, it's fun. Like, I like these new toys. You know, it's like the he who dies with the most toys wins. You know, it's like I, I don't want to collect cars. I like to collect stuff in the office that can help people, you know, even though I like cars. So we both do. Yeah, I think we're both guilty of that one. Um, but I think, you know, that, but that's what makes you creative, I think, is that you're searching out answers for people. And we've talked about that before. Is it's that I <laughs> You know, it, maybe that's your motivation is to be creative through devices or how are you going to help them? Fun. I, I want to put myself out of business. You know, that's what I want to do. I mean, I, what I want to do is figure out the non-surgical aspects so that surgery in 15 or 20 years might be a thing of the past. Uh, you know, in 20 years, I want them to look in the history books and they say, they did what kind of surgery? Sucked out fat through a straw? I, know, right? I mean, you know, you'll, that's barbaric. You know, that's what's going you know we're going to go back and look at that oh, uh, in, the, in 
the near future that's going to happen. Actually, which goes to my question of, of what followers really want to know is, you know, what's up and coming? I, they can't, I, we've exhausted what I can do in my office. I send them to you. What, what can you offer them that's new that they can do now and what might be something for the future for them? Got it. So, I mean, the, the one thing is, you know, both, both you and I are, are you know, in the game a while. So, you know, I found that I've completely lost my filter. So meaning that I try to tell it like it is, and I, I don't like to, to, you know, kind of lead people on. You know, there's a time and a place if someone's in their, you know, the right age or lost a lot of weight or just has a lot of sagging skin. You know, sometimes it's enough for you, you really can't do any of the non-surgical tightening devices. And sometimes you got to say, look, you need a facelift. You know, um, and that's some, it's the time. If you're, if you're in your 60s and you've never had anything done and a lot of photo damage, you know, you, you need a facelift. But the, the issue is now what we're both working on is some technology for things for women and men in their 40s and 50s who might push that facelift out so they might never need it. And that's my research interest. Yeah, but a lot of times, you know, people come in and they hear about all these non-surgical stuff and the next down here and they say, I saw Althera on TV. And I'm like, that's not gonna touch you. You know, that's a waste of three thousand dollars. You know, they'll, they'll go buy shoes. That sends to Neiman Marcus. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you're right. Like, old therapy is fantastic for the 40, 50 year old crowd. You know, once they get into 60s, you you have to go with different modalities. And and I think you actually have some different modalities that are coming up. We were talking about your Elevate procedure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of we have a you know this is the fun stuff that just when you think it's like nothing new coming out, you get bombarded with with new toys. I mean, it, we'll we'll go through this, but there's a lot of things that we're working on that are here now and things that are maybe coming in the next actually in, in 2020. So so what, what Elevate is, is it was interesting because it was on the doctors the other day. This was a, a minimally invasive surgical procedure um, designed by a, a doctor in California named Greg Mueller. And he was on the doctors a couple of days ago. And so we were tightening necks minimally invasively. So we, we can do things non-surgically on the necks, but sometimes you need to go sort of minimally invasively. So local anesthesia, you put fluid in, and then we put these sort of hot pokers in. First we use lasers, then we use Thermy, and then uh -huh. we move to Body Tight and, and their face probe called Face Tight or Renuvion, mm -hmm. which is another type of device for internal tightening, which worked really well in some of the younger patients if you had some fat. But what mm -hmm. happened is if you had prominent bands or maybe your, your submandibular bands were a little bit big. Yeah, I got mine too. So, so with that, I mean, doing the doing these heat hot pokers inside the skin didn't fix the bands and sometimes they started to look tighter but the bands got worse so greg was really smart there was a procedure that was popularized around 15 years ago by a guy named vince jim papa and during the facelift he put a suture in to help suspend the suture suspend the oh, neck gosh, i remember that back in right, the day yeah right called the Jim Papa neck or G neck. Mm -hmm. And I do that a lot during an open facelift as well, where we tighten up, we throw an extra suture in, it really defines the neck when you're open. So he figured out how to do this closed. So you, you put your fluid in. Okay, you tell the, them what closed means, because they may not understand. Got it, got it. So like, I'll take you step by step through this elevate. So the first thing you do is you mark the bands. Then you put a dot on either side of the band, you put uh -huh. some local anesthesia in. So then you take this device that he, he developed and you poke it behind the band and then in front of the band and you but pull under it the skin. Under, the skin, under the skin. This is through the uh -huh. skin, through a, through a little poke hole with no stitches. Uh -huh. And then, 
then you saw back and forth with the suture and the band just gets popped in half. So that's wow. okay. Uh, like how about two seconds. Monday, we got a we got a date. Yeah, absolutely. Come in, come on in anytime. As soon as the governor lifts this band, so you I cut know, the right? band, then you put fluid in, and you uh -huh. put local here, and you run the AccuTight or the FaceTight handpiece, and that tightens the skin up. So that's step two. Then step three is your couple of poke holes come in and you run a string from here around the mastoid fascia, which is behind the ear, and uh -huh. all the way around here, and then you tie it here and it goes. Oh, lifts. wow. Yeah, which Greg did great. this. I've done 40 I, to date with it. I've done uh, 39 to date so far. Wow. Um, but I've done a lot. We only started this in the end of October. Uh, but uh -huh. Greg's been, he's been designing this and developing this for 10 years. And it's, it's just hitting mainstream now. We're one of the training sites, actually. Wow. Um, I definitely, everybody who knows me, it's about me, honestly. It's like, how do I keep this thing going here? And this is not an accident. Uh, but I definitely think, I, you know, you're hitting the nail on the head because all of the area that we just cannot get a handle on is this lower face area. You know, you can make mid face, upper face look fantastic. But no matter what, you still have that neck, uh, you know, hang and this non-invasive procedure, which, you know, you, you're going to get half my patients coming to you. It's fantastic. I think this is a great uh, modality that just sounds, you know, if you've already seen this many results uh, in right. 40 patients, that's actually a lot for us to start a new, uh, right. a new procedure. 40 is a pretty impressive number to be doing already. Like I've had personally, I did some, I, so look, I, I'm pretty blunt about what I've had done and I've tried just about everything non-surgical. Surgically, I've had my eyes done and I've done Kybella to my neck. So Kybella, I think maybe tightened a little bit and got rid of this a little bit. I swelled yeah. like crazy. I mean, I look like Alfred Hitchcock for two weeks. He's close sculpting there. Yeah. But, but I got rid of this, but I still have some banding. So, you know, look, we're always looking for ways to improve things. And, and personally with no hair, it's hard to hide, hide the scars. Right. So, right, right. And you, you hit it up the nail on the head. We all do, and you do such a great job with the upper face and the lips and this, but sometimes it becomes a mismatch with this, so you need a little bit of tweak. But the one thing is people come in and they think, well, if I get this done, I'm not going to need fillers or Botox. And that's like the opposite, actually. It's like <laughs> the handoff back, because if we do this, you still need to maintain your upper face. Yeah. You know, and I, I say this many times over, um, it, it, this is a recipe. And if you just try one modality, just like a food, you have to have multiple things to make it the proper endpoint. You know, so we do need multiple, multiple modalities. You're not going to give up your Botox, your fillers, but this is just one of the way to help you not have to worry about the neck issue, which how long do you think this will probably last? Because I know it's fairly new. Well, so Greg's been doing this for 10 years and he said mm -hmm. some of his patients he's gone back on for a facelift 10 years later and they still have some neck. So I think it's going to age a little bit. And I think we all age at different rates. I mean, Janet, I've known you for probably 20 years and you don't look like you've ever aged a day. So, I mean, I think that's, uh, I think some people just pick good parents and take really good care of themselves. I pick a good hand in Jackson. <laughs> yeah, and you're starting from wonderful genes too. I mean, but you know, a lot of people aren't so blessed and sometimes they need a little bit more help. No, I totally agree. What's in the future that we oh. have? Yeah, because you really so, do get Cool yeah. stuff out there. So the one thing that disclosure, I invested in this company. Okay. So uh -huh. and actually I would like to invest in this company because <laughs> I know which we're talking about here.
So, you know, like, you ever remember those old commercials when E.F. Hutton talks, right? So there's a couple of things when you hear one name, your ears should perk up. And that name is Rox Anderson. Yes. Okay. So yes. Rox Anderson is a dermatologist from Harvard, from NGH. And he's been responsible for most of the advances in lasers and technology over the last 20 years. Namely, fractional lasers and cool sculpting came from his labs. Amazing today, right. So this is one of his inventions along with, he partnered with the head of plastic surgery at, at Mass General, who's a good buddy of mine, his name is Jay Austin. Mm -hmm. So their concept was, if I'm doing, let's say a facelift, and mm -hmm. I'm about, your skin is about here, about 80 square centimeters. Mm -hmm. So if I do a facelift, I take out about four square centimeters here. Wow. About 5% of your face. So mm -hmm. what their concept was, instead of cutting it out here, Suppose mm -hmm. I took it out with little poke holes all over the face. That don't scar. Oh, but that don't you. scar. Well, that's the key. They had to figure out what size hole didn't scar. And mm -hmm. it turns out if the hole is less than half a millimeter, it doesn't scar. So basically, we have needles that we use in the, when we inject patients. They go from, let's say, an 18 gauge, which is a big needle, to a 32 gauge, which is a Botox needle, for example. Right. So mm -hmm. they're around 22 gauge in the middle. So that okay. what they're doing is you're putting a little local anesthesia in, and it looks like a big sewing machine. And it just takes out, it's a sewing machine attached to a suction. And it cuts out little cores, like when you do a little core biopsy along mm -hmm. your face. And they're, they're taking out 5 to 8% of the tissue at any one time. Healing, you, it's a little bloody mess I hear. I haven't done it. I've only did a little of the early studies. Uh -huh. But I've included from the other studies because I was an investor. Um, but um, it, it, it tightens up. It's tightening up. Roy Geronimus has been doing a lot of the work. One of the uh, uh, dermatologists who's well-known in New York. Right. Susie Kilmer yeah. also in California. I think, yeah, I saw uh, Dr. Weibel's doing it also. Right. Bill um, Weibel's doing it to those three sites. Yeah, I think, you know, I think this is the future. And I've been talking about this the, this procedure to my patients too, because I think it it, it was going to put you a little bit in a different position. Right. But I know you're, you're like, you're like, whatever I can do to, to help people at the end of the yeah. day, because you're going to be doing the procedure too. Um, uh, real quick, back on Elevate, because I know people will want to know, uh, what, what kind of cost and what kind of downtime would they expect with right. Elevate? So the, the procedure Elevate is, it's I think it's between, it's around $6,500, $7,000 in, in that range. And you're wrapped up like a mummy. You are getting the neck lift, basically. Yeah, it, it's a minimally invasive neck lift. Um, uh -huh. Normally, the just like the just a tightening procedure costs about four thousand. So this adds right. about you know the kit's expensive that we have to pay for. Um, so you're wrapped up like a mummy for one night. After uh -huh. one night, dressing comes off, you can go out the next day. Some people look amazing the next day. Some people have a drop of bruising here or there, but most uh -huh. people look pretty good. Um, and then we just have you wear a little night, little neck wrap at night. So just minimal swelling. <laughs> minimal swelling. Awesome. Yeah, we have some patients who look amazing the next day, like really amazing. But sometimes you run the Accutite handpiece to get rid of some of the jowling, and this uh -huh. swells a little bit more than just the neck. Right, but, right. You know, you're a sweller, you're a sweller. I mean, there's a lot of those out there. But I'm waiting for Citrella. So I'm thinking Q4. That's yeah. What I'm, I'm looking forward to it, too. So Citrellus is the taking out the tissue Correct. by the punch. Yeah, the coring device, which I think this is going to revolutionize uh, our whole practices. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I and I think they're going to call it, so this is going to be called just like Altera is, is um, 
is a ultra micro focus ultrasound. This is going to be uh -huh. called micro coring technology. And it just it's ingenious. Um, and I, I my hats off to the people that came up with it because it was like when I heard about it, I'm like where did this come from? But you know it's just it's ingenious, honestly. Yeah, we'll, we'll have this early. Both you and I will have this early, and oh, I think yeah. it's going to be really fun. I may oh. actually go up and have it done on me. One of my buddies is getting a test a test one for a couple of months soon. So if this travel ban is lifted, I may run up and get it done at uh, Dr. Well, Huber. I'm going with you. I, <laughs> All right, let's I'm go. Saturday. Saturday. Uh, well, Saturday might be a Saturday. A Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> not the... no, a Saturday, right? I'm not like going that. to New York and New Jersey now for anything. You know, talking um other things that are kind of different um i think there's been a shift a little bit in bodies and we were talking the other day one of the big things you do is i mean you're very well known for liposuction and, and breast um reconstruction augmentation or at this point now kind of taking out breast implants is what you were saying um i mean i do like three things in the office it's face eyes and faces and my partner dr gold does alan gold from long island does all the noses in the practice so okay. face breast and tummies and lipos and and, and occasional little other things, labiaplasties, but but that's about that's about it. I mean, uh -huh. but, but you know, with uh, with liposuction technology, we're using a little more tightening things now. So uh -huh. you know, it's interesting. We did a study on on body tight. Um, the average age of the patient was fifty one, and we've yeah. had patients in their eighties for liposuction who, in the past, were like, "You're too old. You're going to have saggy yeah. skin." But they totally. do pretty well with it. You know, limited areas. You're not taking. Uh -huh huge areas, but sometimes people have a little area that you can't get to with the non-surgical devices that we, we can hit. Gotcha. Um, now, uh, what about breast? What's the trend that way? So, so breast, you know, it's funny, but 70% of my breast practice is, is secondary breast revision, revision things. I don't do any breast reconstruction. We send them out to some of the reconstruction guys in town. But uh -huh. um, we're taking out some implants, and, you know, sometimes we're taking them out and doing a lift. And, and putting some fat in instead. Some people looking for a little bit of size will do fat grafting. So it runs the gamut, but even though you hear a lot of things on social media about breast implants, bad, and no one's doing them, we're still pretty busy with breast implants. I mean, a lot of revisions, most of the women in the United States who get them are super happy with them. Mm -hmm. um, a small number are unhappy, but we're still doing a fair amount and a lot of lifts with implants. Mm -hmm. The difference now versus five, six years ago or 10 years ago is, when we're doing lifts with implants, we mostly put mesh in now. We oh, use called Galaflex mesh, which is an absorbable mesh. Uh -huh. At capsules, we use an acellular dermal matrix, a, a pig matrix. Okay. But most of the time, we use this Galaflex as an internal bra. Uh -huh. So I have year old ladies with really perky boobs. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. And that's what everybody really wants. Honestly, I think, you know, breasts are never going to go out. It's just part of our self-image. Definitely not in South Florida, you know. My PA, she moved here from New York a couple of months ago, and she was just like, everybody looks so fantastic. It's just like, you know, she's like, I got to get in shape. I got to like, up. because we definitely have a different level of expectation of what looks good down here. And, you know, I think, you know, you're very well known for a very natural look. And I think that's the direction that everybody should be going. So I think, you know, the crazy stripper looking body styles are just totally out, even for probably the strippers, I would imagine. I, yeah. I, I mean, we don't see too many of them. You know, I think honestly, the, the that crowd goes to Miami because they're really inexpensive down there and, yeah. and really cheap in Miami. But you never know what you're going to get. Again, most of my stuff is revisions. You know, you've had implants 15 years ago. Uh -huh. Now you 
would be, you know, you get a lift, you change your implants, you put some mesh in, or we do a lot of really complex problems. And that's fun. That's the MacGyver stuff. You know, you got these capsules. We did a really cool study on capsular contracture that just got accepted. So maybe explain that to followers who they don't know. So, so when you put an implant in a breast, I wish I had one here now, but we, when you put an implant in a breast, the natural response of the body is to form a shell around it. It's called a capsule. A normal capsule is thin and pliant. Um, it should, it, <coughs> excuse me. Like soft and mushy. Yeah, soft and mushy. And it feels like a, um, <clears throat> it should be stretchy like a, a thin pair of pantyhose. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it can harden up and yeah. like it's a shell. <clears throat> the older, older implants had a high rate of that. Mm -hmm. So some of it could have been caused by silicone leak from the older, older implants. Uh-huh. But the current thinking is it's caused by bacteria. Mm. It's very interesting. And yeah. and not like overt infection where you've got a red breast, the implants pop it out. A subclinical infection, the same thing you see with some of the filler injections is mm. biofilm, like right. where you filler and something's festering. Right. You know, that both see these complications that come from elsewhere where they're injected and you're dealing with these biofilms. Yeah. So the thing is, if you culture it, like if you have strep throat, I stick a, um, a cotton swab in your throat and it grows on a plate and you have a sensitivity. These are low level. So we sent this, the, date, the capsules out to a lab in Texas that does DNA analysis. And we found that a lot of the bacteria is very interesting. Skin flora, like we thought. Right. Titanium acne. Acne bacteria is big. Really? But if it or not, a lot of E. coli. Mm. So you know where E. coli is coming <laughs> You know where that's coming from, really? I know what that means. <laughs> pro pro probably urinary tract infections. Really? So I think that's, that's where it's coming from. Or leaky gut. But, um, you know, if you had mastitis from pregnancy, that's usually a staph. Uh -huh. But when, but when it comes up 90% E. coli, a lot of these women we speak with had recurrent urinary tract infections. So yeah. what do we do with this data is if it's got high levels of bacteria, we put them on antibiotics for a while after the, when, after the surgery is complete. Really? It's pretty cool. It's, this is the first time this was shown, but it really opened our eyes as to what's causing some of these problems. Wow, this is really interesting. No, I think it's, it's this is huge. I mean, it's like you said, it's definitely an important piece of your surgery with the breast, but biofilms, uh, which you alluded to, is where people get reactions probably two or three months after they've had an injection, and it's some of the, the normal bacteria of the skin gets caught up into the tissue, and it just kind of sits there, and as the hyaluronic acid degrades, it actually starts uh, becoming reactive in the skin, this, these cells of bacteria, and um, it, they're very frustrating, and you know, I think anybody who does a lot of injecting has had a couple of them in their, in their practice, and, and I've had a couple, and it's, it's, you know, it's not fun for anybody. It is resolvable, but it definitely takes a little bit of work on everybody's part, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's never fun. But of the thousands and thousands that we inject, it's, it is one of those things that happens. Some people do hold more bacteria in their skin, and that's, over the years, we've gotten much better about how we clean the skin prior to. Mm. And we've seen a much uh, uh, improvement in our decrease of these biofilms, which it's also the same as the surgeries you do in the office, you know, um, just the wound coming together and looking clean and looking smooth and teeny sometimes also is a response of a less bacteria load on this tissue, even though you're not getting infected, it's just the bacteria itself being there. I mean, how many times have you had a patient come in and they're, they're saying, I don't have any makeup on and wipe their skin. It's like, Look at this. Yeah, I, yeah. If you're going for fillers at any of our offices, 
please take your makeup off before right. you come in and then we'll use chloroprep um, on the on the fill. Not so much for Botox, but I think that's, we've really learned you have to get the makeup off and clean your skin. Right. Right. Yeah, your and, yeah, we definitely, we're scrubbing people down pretty good when they come in. So even if you don't get your makeup off, we're gonna get <coughs> off for you. So not to worry on that one. Um, we are running out of a little bit of time. And before we let you go, I wanna know what do you do on a regular basis to keep happy and healthy? Peloton. Peloton. <laughs> you you know, are like the man on that one. Actually, you know it's gotten so popular. You know, you know what? I, I've had a lot of exercise routines over the years. You know, in my house, cardio-wise, I have a, a treadmill, a Peloton, and a elliptical. I used to love the Stairmaster, but I found I couldn't get to the gym as much as I used to go to Lifetime. I couldn't. I love the Stairmasters. I don't have the height in my ceiling in my house for that. Mm -hmm. So when I, I got the Peloton, I never spun before in my whole life, and uh -huh. I'm like, I'm like totally addicted to it. Almost 900 rides in two years. Yeah, I, I've never been a bicycle person. I'm always like, it, it's a little uncomfortable on my tush. Um, do you find that? <laughs> you know what? For the first week, I thought I was going to die. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, how do you do this? But two things, I bought a seat cover. And then okay. after the first week, I got used to it. Okay. It's Maybe very good. But it's, it's fun watching the classes because both you and I make decisions all day long. And it's nice for like 30 minutes or 45 minutes to have someone tell you, someone else tell you what to do. It's okay, like go so faster, go slower. I know there's also a lot of competitiveness in your nature and you're probably comparing yourself <laughs> to your other cyclists, I would imagine. You know what? I, I, you know what's funny? I, I'm in pretty decent shape, but my ego is not that big because... <laughs> There, so there are people on there that are like like really Olympic caliber cyclists, and you might use like 400 joules of energy, and some guy did five times what you did in the same 45 minutes. So, you know, whatever. I, as long as I get a good workout, I get my heart up, and I'm doing my weights, and then, you know, my abs. But I think, you know, the take-home message for you and I is like – like people now like work out don't don't like do whatever it takes go for a run outside if you don't have things at home make sure you exercise try not to come in for me for lipo or cool sculpting with with you uh at the end of this i know you know what and actually with that point is keep eating nutritiously you know now is like the time you want to go to that comfort food well, and you got to just eat healthy you know and keep yourself in good health right now so um i'm going to go over some things from the office you're welcome okay. to stay on or you can uh, i'm going to go back to my slides i'm working yeah. on thank you, for doing <laughs> thank you so uh, much thank you so much janet say hi to the doggy i didn't see the doggy today oh wait 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 hold on <laughs> this is this is my little girl she's like uh, beautiful. i know we miss cc that's his little baby girl i know i'm sorry so yeah, they're always close to us somewhere, right? All right, we ha we have to have another date at Starbucks so we can feed the dog some more cream. I know. Oh, <coughs> okay. So for those who uh, Jason introduced <coughs> Allie to the puppuccino, which definitely has now ruined her. So thank you very much for that one. Um, which thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us, and right. I sure thank you so much. Great information from you. Thanks. Okay. Bye. 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 Now I'm staying on live, so I'm gonna um, click you out. I'm gonna go ahead and stay on live because I wanna just go through a couple of promotions that we're still doing in the office. For those who are interested, we do still have our gift cards for sale. They are $200, but you get a $300 value. You have to go on our website and we have an online uh, shopping center there that you can buy them through. We also have a $500 gift card that you can buy and you get a free cool tone, which is a $750 
um, value. And I love the cool phone anyway. And, and people know that I talk about it endlessly. Um, we are doing a um, first line healthcare provider free giveaway. And we're doing these SkinCeutical, and if you guys maybe saw me yesterday in my little mask, um, these are SkinCeutical restorative masks. They are super hydrating, they're very relaxing. And for those people who are really putting their lives on the line for us, we really appreciate them. Um, to enter, you have to go on Instagram. We have a post on there already, and it tells you how to do it. And you know what, we wanna give, we wanna give back to the community because we really appreciate what people are doing for us out there um you know it's it's i'm here i'm happily in my house but for the people that are actually on the front line putting their lives at stake really um we appreciate them they are doing fantastic for us other things that are happening is we're setting up a virtual live consult that you can do with christina our physician's assistant if you're interested just text us and we can or instant messages and or direct messages and we can kind of hook you up with uh doing a consult with christina Christina will also be doing coffee chat with Christina on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1030. So you got to jump on and listen to hers. It's a quickie, but it's about what products are going on. And I think she's going to be raffling out some products. So it's not a bad gig for you guys. Um, we are still having our 30% off Skin Medica. If you go on our website, Allen B. Dermatology website, and we do a 10% off on our non-Skin Medica products that are also available on our online shopping um, button. Um, so we are going to be uh, being joined by Dr. John Westine, a facial plastic surgeon from Boca area. I know a lot of my patients uh, are familiar with him. And so we're going to see him on Monday. So hopefully you guys can join us. Um, thanks for joining me and Allie in my house in this kind of crazy time. And you guys sign it off here. Thank you. Mwah. Love ya.